You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course the Himalaya Podcast app. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LongTomPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Tuesday, we continue the Zion craze here in New Orleans, and we're going to pump the brakes, though, a little bit on the expectations for him going into this regular season. First, we're going to talk about Magic Johnson and some dumb things he said and making the Lakers look like more of just... An absolute, I don't know, dumpster fire of an organization that they are. we got to get a little bit of Lakers hate in here. Then there's an update on Chris Finch and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'll give that to you guys at the end of the show. So let's dive into everything in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So before we get into Magic Johnson's comments, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Yeah, you're looking at the pictures, you're clicking the buttons, but you're really pissed off you're not on that trip and your friend is. And instead, book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. So now that he's not president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers, Magic Johnson is free to tweet and go on TV and talk about whatever he wants. And well, he went on first take on ESPN and said a whole bunch of things. We'll touch on that in in just a second here. The main thing being, he talked about Dell Demps and the trade talks for Anthony Davis back in February at the NBA's trade deadline shortly after Anthony Davis requested out of New Orleans. And this is the Quote, he told to ESPN, quote, I told Dell Demps, let's just do it in private. What we offer, let's keep it between us. Well, Dell didn't do that. So that's how that, how it got out, end quote. <sighs> yeah, this is BS. We know this is BS because Magic doesn't want people to think poorly of him. So he's going to do every type of damage control he possibly can to make himself look better. yes, the Pelicans leaked some things during that. Like, without a doubt, both sides were leaking things. But if you really look at it and look at where these leaks were coming from and what they specifically were being said, it's coming from the Lakers. Just, it's, it's plain as day that they thought they could put leverage on the Pelicans by leaking all the awesome things they were offering or thought they were offering when it turns out it was just a pile of crap and none of it was very good. And they just kind of played themselves with it all. And yeah, that's what happened. I I can't believe that he's going out there and saying this. I mean, like, yeah, I told Dad, let's just kind of keep this in-house. Magic Johnson was like the tampering king and unable to keep things behind closed doors. Remember the Paul George stuff, the stuff with Ben Simmons. We could go on and on and on about this. The dude who got fined half a million dollars for tampering, that's who's like, hey, let's just keep things between us. No, not at all. Like, this is just so silly. So I wanted to come out and say that. And also the rest of the interview, he talked about how Rob Palinka was like actively trying to sabotage him and stab him in the back and all of this. And it just makes that team look so dysfunctional. You're looking at where the Pelicans are with their ownership situation and looking at the Lakers and, you know, everyone plays by the same salary cap, but ownership is the biggest competitive advantage in sports 
And you're kind of starting to see why it is not working out for the Lakers, why they haven't made the playoffs in six years right now. It's because of stuff like this. Ramona Shelburne tweeted out after all of this kind of went down a little while ago. Jeannie Buss asked Magic several times in person and over the phone after, of course, he resigned without telling her and just did it at a press conference all of a sudden if there was anything she should know about his resignation. He said nothing beyond his previous comments until Monday when he somehow managed to do more damage than the first time. This is how bad things are over at the Los Angeles Lakers. Third choice head coach. Um, and installing Palinka, the backstabber, according to Magic Johnson, throughout all of this. And what's even funnier then is Magic went on to praise, absolutely praise the Pelicans, saying that Griffin and Langdon are a great front office, that Zion is going to love playing for Alvin Gentry, and Alvin Gentry is going to help Zion grow as a player, and just didn't say anything nice about the Lakers other than they'll win a title with LeBron, but then went on to really praise the Pelicans after all the damage and everything that went through on both sides with that. Just a weird, awful story for probably the most marquee franchise in the NBA. But what can you do? They're still going to be a suitor and in the running for Anthony Davis, though. Just depends if you like their assets or not. Um, but trust me, this isn't the last we're going to hear about the Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis, or any of this negativity that surrounds them because they keep shooting themselves in the foot and having things like this happen. So before we look at the expectations for Zion Williamson, and maybe we need to hold back a little bit, don't forget, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast through the Himalaya podcast app. We got a new episode out Monday through Friday. You want to be the first to listen to it. You can do that by subscribing again to the Himalaya podcast app. They've got personally curated playlists that are going to give you the content you want to hear. No more hearing about other things. You can ignore the noise. Get stuff that is meaningful to you through the Himalaya podcast app. So go to your app store, download Download the Himalaya podcast app and subscribe to Locked On Pelicans. So the expectations for Zion Williamson coming here to New Orleans are sky high, but I think we need to temper these back a little bit, and this will tie into something that maybe we'll talk about tomorrow, but maybe that's why Anthony Davis hasn't really come around to being interested in re-signing with the New Orleans Pelicans. So I posed the question on Twitter, and I said, as a rookie, is Zion's stat line per game going to be better than 21 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists on 52-34-73 shooting splits? And I'll let you mull that over for a moment. And I may have telegraphed this a little too much with those specific numbers. I should have said 20 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists on like 52-34-73, maybe change some of those a little bit. But the reason I asked that question is because a lot of people assume the Pelicans are right back into the playoffs next year, um, assuming you trade Anthony Davis, get back, let's say, one and a half starters coming back. So you've got Drew, Zion, another one and a half starter. So you're kind of mostly the way through a roster, at least in terms of your starting lineup. But I, I, I push back on this because... Most rookies really aren't ready to compete right away in the NBA or contribute to a team's win total. And when you look at this, Zion's probably not going to be very different. And that stat line, the 28-3, is basically Julius Randle's stat line from last year. And if you think that uh, Zion's going to come close to just even equaling the stat line of Julius Randle, this team may not get into the playoffs if Anthony Davis is even back here. Because you know what? They had that guy here this year, at least offensively, and they weren't that good. We know where they were. They had the seventh worst record in the league or tied for the seventh worst record here in the league because that's where they were slotted in the NBA draft lottery. 
So just adding Zion doesn't necessarily turn this team around in one fell swoop. And if you're Anthony Davis and you want to get into the playoffs and make a deep run next year, while New Orleans maybe is your best bet to win long-term of all the teams that have been mentioned, you still might not get in there next year. Drew, AD, and Zion in the West may not be enough. So I understand why, as much as we're excited about drafting Zion Williamson, maybe AD looks at this and is just like, eh, and does the shrug emoji because certainly he's not going to give us any sort of speaking part about it. Um, so I think maybe that's why he kind of looks at this and isn't that excited with what he sees. So I understand why, you know, he just hasn't changed his mind on this whatsoever. Go back to AD's rookie year. Really, he's the closest prospect we've seen to Zion Williamson or Zion's closest to him that we've seen. AD in his rookie year in 64 games, 60 starts, averaged 13 and a half points per game along with eight rebounds. He had 1.8 blocks per game too. It's pretty good, but you know what? That's still not like tremendous numbers. You didn't get into the all-star game on that. And he was playing close to 30 minutes per game, 28.8. They were certainly trying to kind of keep him out of disadvantaged situations and bring him along slowly and really kept him out if he was any sort of banged up and babied him a little bit. But you think they're not going to do the same for Zion Williamson? Yeah, Zion's body is definitely more NBA ready than Anthony Davis was coming to the league. But AD, with his per 36-minute numbers, just 16.9 points per game and 10 rebounds, along with two blocks. It's good. Don't get me wrong. 17, 10, and 2 is tremendous. But it's not like otherworldly and going to just lead you to the playoffs right off the bat. And I think that's something we need to keep in mind for Zion Williamson. I don't know what his stat line is going to be, but offensively, it might take him a little bit. Defensively, he's an upgrade from Randall on day one. I agree with this. And my comparison here in using this is a little bit unfair because it doesn't take that into account when I'm trying to temper the expectations just a little bit. Defensively, he's absolutely an upgrade. He can guard one through five. There's no doubt about that. But in the scout scouting report I did on him, we talked about him defensively, and I think he's going to struggle out, out of the blocks here in the NBA. You know, in the in college, the, the court is just not spaced as much. It's easier to jump those passes because they're shorter passes and you can get there and you're not as far away from other people. You're kind of just closer to everyone because things are compressed more. In the NBA, there's more space. And if he tries to gamble and he's a half second off or a quarter second off on that gamble, and his instincts with this truly are tremendous, he's going to miss though. And it might be an easy bucket for the offense, the opposing team to score because he's out of position. You kind of get that mini fast break in the offense when everyone starts heading towards the rim. It might be a problem. You know, these guys are craftier than the players he went against um, offensively in college. And I think he's going to struggle to adapt there. It took AD like three or four years to really start being a hugely positive factor on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I think you might see kind of a similar thing with Zion Williamson here. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But I think it's one of those things we need to look at and be like, whoa, hold on a little bit. You know, maybe AD has a right to not kind of be excited about this yet. Um, and I said it in our Locked On Pelicans G chat that we have here. You know, it's been 40 days since uh, David Griffin has been put into the Pelicans front office and in leading them. And it's been a really good 40 days. But how many games have they won in those 40 days? Zero. Partially because they're not playing any games. So the track record that AD wants to see, which is winning, isn't there yet. Yes, they're setting up the long-term success. But if he wants to win right now, next season... 
I understand why he might be a little bit hesitant, but at least he's going to take a meeting in the next week or two with the Pelicans in their front office, and we'll see where things go. So before we get to the update on Chris Finch and the Minnesota Timberwolves, there's going to be a lot more news coming from this Pelicans team. They actually have a press conference, a press conference call scheduled with Trajan Langdon uh, this morning at 10 a.m. I'll bring, of course, you everything you need to know with that in tomorrow's pod. But if you want to stay up to date when you get in your car in the morning, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pelicans to get the latest episode. Never miss a thing that's going on with this team right now. It's an unbelievable exciting time. Again, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Pelicans. Some news out of Minnesota that the Timberwolves are planning on retaining Ryan Saunders, making him the official head coach. No more interim label there. No real surprise. He was kind of there before. It sounded like ownership really liked him when Gerson Rosas stepped in to be their president of basketball operations. He certainly at least wanted to interview other guys, but it sounded like maybe there was a bit of a mandate from ownership to look into retaining Ryan Saunders, uh, son of the late Flip Saunders, who's also the Minnesota Timberwolves head coach at one point in time. Sounds like Carl Anthony Towns really likes Saunders too. That's going to get you that job if the star player really, really um, wants you there. Um, They did interview Chris Finch, the Pelicans assistant coach, um, who's kind of known as an offensive guru before he was here in New Orleans, was with the Denver Nuggets and then the Houston Rockets before that. So he has a history of working with Rosas. He also interviewed, I believe, for the... Um, either Toronto head coaching job or the Hornets head coaching job last year. I'm forgetting now, Um, but looks to be coming back here to New Orleans. But don't be shocked if maybe they make a play at him to keep him as the lead assistant up there and let him kind of really run that offense. Technically, that's a job title upgrade, even though I don't think those things really matter because the associate head coach here, the lead assistant is Darren Ehrman in New Orleans, and it could be Chris Finch. This is a guy who's clearly going to be a head coach at some point in the future. He's the great Britain head coach in terms of um, national team basketball. So we'll see where if, if he's back here next year, losing him would certainly hurt the team. This is a guy you would like to keep here and is a guy that's pretty popular overall. Again, I'd heard his name had been mentioned to me in passing um, and very casually that he could be the guy that replaced Alvin Gentry. He's thought of that highly, but seems like he's not going to be the head coach in Minnesota, meaning he's either back here or he's going to take a lead assistant job, maybe up there. We'll see. Hopefully it's back here in New Orleans. Zion Williamson coming also has to make you a little bit excited if you're Chris Finch to stay here and want to coach that guy and just build upon your reputation, especially if you really, really unlock his potential here in the NBA. So good news, I guess, for the Pelicans that Chris Finch didn't get the head coaching job. Not good news if you're Chris Finch because you want to be a head coach at some point. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review. And today's show is brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'm going to be back with you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.